0: Today's episode is brought to you by High Heels in Politics with Marianne Christie. Join Marianne as she interviews political leaders of Southwest Ohio and beyond. Download the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ryan, I have a question for you.
1: Oh, that's exciting. What's your question?
0: (laughs) What do you call the day after Election Day?
1: Well, I'm an old season veteran, Pam, and we always call it the same thing, Wednesday. (laughs) Hello, this is The Voice of Loveland, the podcast for IonLoveland.com. I am your host, the Loveland Tadler, R.D. Kulik. And with me here is the greatest Wednesdayer person that I know, and that's Pam Gross, the greatest host, the other side of the Little Miami. How are you today, Pam?
0: I'm good, Ryan. Welcome, everyone.
1: All right, I'm exhausted. <laughs>
0: I know, we didn't get much sleep. <laughs>
1: Which is funny because uh, we're going to talk the election. We're going to talk a little city council. We're going to talk a lot of school levy. And then we're going to demand resignations. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then end it all with a with a call out because we want to know who you guys are. But yes, the day we record this is the day after the election, which is Wednesday. Yep. And obviously this is going out on Thursday. And we've already had people asking us, like, what did you think, or when's your show coming? And this is, again, a little bit of a programming note, but we've been doing weekly for about two months here. We are going to be taking next week off, and then we'll come back the week after that, and we're going to get back into our regular, every other week schedule. But as things heat up again, we'll probably go back weekly. <laughs> Sound good, Pam?
0: Sounds great.
1: Okay, let's start with City Council. You had...
0: Can I just say one note? Oh, I just want to make one yeah, note. yeah. I am so glad the election is over because as I was driving today, I am so glad those silly signs are all gone.
1: Oh, (laughs) if I could do anything, there are two things I want to make illegal. I'm going to do a constitutional amendment to make campaign signs illegal and politicians knocking on doors illegal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, it's nice to see our community again and without all the... Without the litter of all the campaign signs.
1: No, I I 100% agree with that. City Council, you had Mayor Kathy Bailey, Councilwoman Angie Sattel, both looking for re-election. Councilman Kent Blair looking to be voted in the first time. And then you had semi-newcomers, Andy Bateman, he'd run once before. And then real newcomers, Corey O'Donnell and Pat R. What happened? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, you have a unanimous majority now. Kathy Bailey was reelected. Kent Blair was elected for the first time. And Andy Bateman was elected. And Angie Sattel was not.
1: That's the first thing. There's a lot of talk about former Mayor Mark Fitzgerald. I mean, everybody talks about him. And he he resigned and left. And I would argue you don't have to comment on this. But I would argue you took unfairly a lot of the brunt of that stuff. Because, Pam, you had a pretty damn good record on council. <laughs> and and so you were gone. Uh, Steve Zemias was gone. Even former Mayor Linda Cox, who almost everybody thinks highly of, she was gone. Basically, the only one that had any ties to whatever that old regime was, was uh, Councilwoman Sattel. And now she's gone. It's over. There's no more of this. Whatever they tried to do to el- eliminate this other weird political entity in loveland it's gone now they have a 7-0 council and if you guys are first this is the first time you're listening to our podcast welcome we thank you for having you but most of us you guys know that we're not big fans of that we want you know a little bit more conversation but that's not what happened pam and it's not only that is mayor bailey in particular she was elected resoundingly i mean even her own little coalition andy bateman came in second she beat him by hundreds of votes (laughs) She got the most votes anybody has ever gotten in a Loveland race. And a big refrain, especially you hear from people like me, is, well, the voter turnout's low in these elections. Folks, the voter turnout in Loveland was over 50%. The national average is 22%.
0: No, we had a very engaged electorate. Yeah. And clearly they like what's going on. They They like Mayor
1: Bailey. They like Mayor Bailey,
0: and they like what she's doing, and the voters spoke.
1: Yeah, they did, and I want everybody to be careful in thinking that well, this justifies everything. Look, all the questions we had before Election Day, things about no conversations going on up there, no discussions, trying to silence dissent, all these things. Buying
0: land via emergency. Yes,
1: we still have those issues. <laughs> oh, of course. And, They're and, not
0: going away. No,
1: And we will cover that. But <laughs> right. they have that seven-zero power now. Everything you guys do is yours. Now, it was yours to begin with because it was a 6-1 council. And honestly, the difference between the 6-1 and seven-zero is is nothing.
0: No, makes no difference. Yeah, it's
1: time. Yeah, it's just that one person yeah. saying no.
0: Council yeah. meetings will just be a lot shorter. Right. That's
1: <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to that, this, this is it. They have full control, and the community is given it to them. Yep. I guess what I'm saying though is, it's time to leave. It's time to to stop blaming other people. It's time to take. You know what it is, Pam. It's time for them to take ownership of what they want to do for this community. And I think you and I have had a lot of questions about their governance. And we are going to continue to have those questions. Yep. Now is the time. There's nothing. There's no no way back channel you can deflect it. Well, I guess you can say, well, Pam and Ryan, they, they, we're fighting against them. And Okay, hey, I enjoy that.
0: Well, Ryan, just so that we can move on to the school levy, in regards to the council, look, Mayor Bailey has unanimous majority. She completely controls the political dynamics of this community. And here's the thing that you have to remember, that total majority means total accountability. No more blaming others for your decisions. You own them now, every decision, and we will continue to hold your feet to the fire.
1: We have to do that because of, I mean, hey, Loveland is not without all its many, many media outlets. But they all, be they the new ones on the scene or the ones that have been around for a while, they all regurgitate the exact same information. And this is the only place. And look, we see the numbers. Like I said, I'm going to reference that at the end. This is the only place where you're getting another viewpoint. Yeah. So we're not going to stop. We're going to continue to give that. And we (laughs) are.
0: And Ryan and I both love politics. So we're not.
1: Plus, we live here, Pam.
0: Yes. And we pay taxes here, too. (laughs) And we're voters. Oh,
1: my goodness. Yeah. But speaking of being voters... School levy. Oh, <laughs> God. I am a, you do what I do for a living. You work in politics. You shepherd people through the political process. You run, help people run for office. You lobby. You do all that stuff. You tend to not only have a lot of opinions on politics, but people come to you. So what's the chance of this passing? And many, many, many times, Pam, I said, you know what? I don't think Obama's going to win re-election. Mitt Romney's going to win. And Obama beats him by like 10 points. You know what? It's a no-brainer. Hillary Clinton's going to beat Donald Trump, and Donald Trump wins. This happens all the time, so anybody that asks anyone out there what you think is going to happen, they don't always know. Having said that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to give you are exactly right, but I'm actually going to give a shout out to my cousin here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because last night my cousin texted me and she said this school levy is going to lose 70 by the, the no vote's going to be 73% and I texted her back and I said, "Okay, you're crazy. What are <sighs> you drinking?" <laughs> <sighs> my god she was right yes she was she was even higher it was 78 Uh, that
1: that is Uh,
0: that's my shout out to my guys
1: that is (laughs) that is an eye-popping number 78 percent of voters said no
0: ryan that is that's a thumping it's unheard of
1: you're absolutely Uh, right it's
0: just unheard of and it's just unheard of it's a thumping
1: so here's a great example i like to give people Let's say the vote is 55 to 45. Again, in my industry, in my business, that is considered a blowout. Yes. That is a double-digit spread. Pam, this is beyond recognition of anything I have ever, ever seen like this. This is why I think that number shocks me in a lot of ways. A lot of what we're talking about today is very, very predictable. Mayor Bailey... Councilman Blair and Andy Bateman winning, they, they had a lot more signs. You know, they have the Chamber Alliance backing them. They have all those businesses on Loveland Madeira Road that are part of the Chamber who put their signs up at the last minute. You know, it's a big awareness campaign, and they went out, and they won the awareness campaign. It was predictable just seeing the tenor of the community and how big that levy was that it was going to lose, but by that much.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because, Ryan, I think there's a lot to unpack in that because I think what you also see, too, I don't think there's... There's much disagreement, and we've, we've talked about this in the past. I don't think there's much disagreement that clearly there are needs in the school that need to be addressed. And I think that everyone, whether you were on the yes side or the no side, everyone I think will admit that. I think what the huge number truly reflects is the fact that a lot, a lot of people and you're talking about people who have kids in their school. Yeah, they, oh, you yeah. don't get to that a, number a lot by of just, parents had to right, vote against Right, That's what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. they were voting against their own interests, their own children. I think that shows the frustration level of not only the public discourse on the levy itself and the particulars of it, but I think it also really, really illustrates the management. We have a school board that, quite frankly, has mismanaged so much of this, has mismanaged the schools. That you even get to this point, that now I think you have to really start now addressing that.
1: So okay, I want because you
0: to, can't just okay. bring up another levy in March if you don't change the fundamental problem here.
1: If this levy had gone down that fifty-five to forty-five, I, I would be sitting here right now going, "Wow, that's a beating." Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a beating. The school has something. They need to talk to people. They need to get it down. They need to figure out what they can do. The fact that it was essentially eighty to twenty, yeah, and I'm rounding up for the yes people when I say that number, there's no doubt that what the school board asked was completely. Un- it wasn't. There's no way to attain it. There's no doubt. You brought up the whole thing a lot with parents. A lot of parents voted against this levy. Knowing my kid is at the tail end of his time at Loveland Elementary. So he's been through the primary and elementary school. Pam, that building is in terrible shape. When board president Art Jarvis, who we're going to get to in a minute here, when he talks about these things being needs, there are needs in there. There are building needs in there. And then you add on top of that... That we have not had an operating levy, which is what pays our teachers and pays everyone, uh, almost five years now. So that's going to have to come back. All of this stuff is going to come back in one way or another, or our schools are going to suffer. That leads me to this question. What in the heck can we do? Do we need to find new funding mechanisms? Because we're not going to find those in the next Next few months. We're not going to find those in the next few years. But here's my plea. The people in the no campaign, you were hurt. You were able to control this. How would you fix it? And I know we're going to hear, well, an income tax or this, that. Before you come up with solutions, you better make sure they work. I I don't know, Pam. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Well, but I also think, too, it also starts at the top.
1: Well, that's what I I have real things we can do.
0: I I mean, I was going to say, here's the reality is that you had two school board members, long-serving school board members, one almost three decades, who ran unopposed. That's unacceptable to me. And more importantly, like I said, they're long-serving. How did we get into this mess? And the reality is, is that before we can even entertain and addressing the true needs of what goes on in the school, and what is a reasonable levy, what, what, where would money be spent or anything else. Honestly, it has to start at the top. If your total interest, your true interest, is doing the right thing for the schools and doing the right thing for kids, then remove yourself from the board. I'm sorry, Dr. Lorenz, you've been there for three decades, and Mr. Jarvis, you're the one who created this. And the reality is, you also need to step down for the betterment of all of this and to have a true conversation on fixing what needs to be fixed in our schools and addressing the true needs and identifying what is needs, what is nice. We have to move on now.
1: This is the example I have actually been using with people. Let's say we're in a parliamentary government. The majority party, whoever wins, then selects the the leader, the prime minister. They set the agenda. You're in this parliamentary system. They tell the voters, okay, this is what we're going to do. Or they tell the people they serve. So let's say the Loveland School Board is a parliamentary government. And they go, okay, we want this school levy. And then it gets defeated by 60 points. There would be a vote of no confidence the next day on that prime minister and their party. They would be gone the next day. This podcast will premiere on November 7th, 2019. And I have a feeling that we will not see the resignation of board president Art Jarvis or of lawn serving member Kathleen Lorenz. But it needs to happen.
0: I don't see how the school is going to move forward. No. As long as, they're, they, as long as they're still there. This was not. You can rearrange the, sh- the deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah. But it doesn't fix the problem.
1: No. And Superintendent Kraus, I'm not going to. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. But she is now captain of a ship that has been ripped in two and has been ripped in two by your five-member school board that just blindly vote yes on everything and have zero discussion. And then you get a board chair who blames the voters. Well, we did this. We had four years of meetings. We had all this other stuff. It's your fault. When 80% of the people in a very high voter turnout, okay, I'm going to go at it again. This is over 50%, I believe, for the school uh, issue i think the voter turnout was 54 percent because you have to add in sims and miami township that was a vote of no confidence and i don't care if nobody ran for office I, I don't care if you feel like oh i need to run because no one else will do it no that's hubris that's your own hubris you put this whole thing forward you dr lorenz mr jarvis have been there a long time you allowed this to happen You did not articulate the needs when you should have articulated them. You just waited and waited and waited until the proverbial Titanic had run head-on into the iceberg. They need to resign. Mr. Jarvis most definitely needs to resign because they can't ask me for one mil. I don't trust them. No, And the community doesn't trust them. If you guys care that much about the kids, you care this much about Tiger Nation, then step down. Take responsibility and let new people fix this. Now, as for the other three members, the other three members of the board, Ms. Pettit, Ms. Washburn, Mr. Portune, they weren't on the ballot this year. They are going to be on the ballot in the two years. And especially in the case of Mr. Portune and Ms. Washburn, they're brand new to the yeah, school board. Yeah, I was going to say, they've only been there for right, one term. Right, right. I'm not going to throw all this at their feet. But Michelle Pettit, Art Jarvis, Catherine Lorenz, they've been there a while. And they didn't sit there and discuss it. And they didn't have an independent voice. And they didn't say, oh, we should really look at it this way or we should do this. Or not a single one of them said, hey, guys, do you think a nearly 17 mil levy is going to make people upset?
0: Don't you think having the highest (laughs) asking up for the highest school tax levy? In the history of the state of Ohio, and you guys all thought that was a great idea and no dissension, no discussion amongst you, just a 5-0 vote.
1: So yeah, do the right thing for Tiger Nation Yeah, and step down. You know, maybe we can put together some kind of special election for March when there is a primary in the state and we can get some truly new people on the school board because I hate to tell this to these long-serving members that run unopposed people are going to step up Mm -hmm. because they've seen what you do and they don't like it.
0: Yeah.
1: We're going to talk a lot more about this, Pam, because again, it's been almost five years and there's been no operating levy. And the schools, something has to happen to the schools. And it seems like Mr. Blair thinks the city's going to be buying this school property on La Road. So there's a lot of pieces in motion, but we're going to cover all that in the future.
0: Yeah. And just to go back to the school levy, too, for a moment is another part of this conversation that really does have to be discussed is they have a contract to buy that land over there in Grailville. And it's millions of dollars. Our community has a huge, huge conversation to have about the school yeah about the schools we just we do and like i said though it starts at the top though and the tone comes from the top and quite frankly it was very clear that the voters didn't like the tone and didn't like the lack of discussion and didn't like this levy
1: and just these numbers (laughs) that you're looking at these voting numbers these these are these are huge yeah i mean somebody like mayor bailey gets all these votes and she's politically aligned with the, uh, with Mr. Darvis. I just don't know how to make sense of it, I guess is what I'm saying. But what I do know is that the people in charge of that levy failed. Yes. They failed our community. They're failing our kids. It's time to get out of the way and let new people solve these problems you created. Yes. Because it's obvious you're not going to clean up your own mess. Nope. Well, something else I do want to cover that I just don't understand, Pam. Is, um, <laughs> We're very confused yes. today. <laughs> so we've got just under 50. We're pod- in a good mood. No, We're just yeah, a yeah. little confused. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, the great things about elections is, like I said, Wednesdays, is, you know, there's another one coming. I mean, a year from now, I hear there's going to be a fairly big election. I don't know if the voter turnout will be quite as high, (laughs) (laughs) but in 2020, there's something going on. And then in 2021, we're going to have school board, city council people, and especially with the Loveland City Council, it's going to be four seats up, which you could completely change the power dynamic. You could go from a 7-0 council to four new people getting in there and completely breaking the majority apart in one election. Yes. Plus, I have a feeling there might be a few little changes to the charter when it comes to elections that might be coming in the future. But, anyways, it, it's always it's it's a always evolving process. Politics are. I said this at the top that we always talk about how we appreciate the people that come in and listen and read our stuff. And absolutely, we do. I mean, it's, we still do this because, like you said, Pam, we're having fun. I mean, we're laughing. Oh, yeah. We're having a grand, grand we, old time. We're
0: political junkies. Yeah. So this this is definitely in our wheelhouse.
1: And we are the only podcast that is covering Loveland politics. And I on Loveland is the only one on the whole planet. And I know that because people in Loveland, Colorado are like listening to it, too. I'm sorry if you guys are confused. I know you don't understand these names, but you can have your own eye on Loveland one day. And, And then the website. I mean, people are coming to our website because, again, they're not getting the same regurgitated information from special interests that come from the other Loveland media outlets. We are the alternative source. So we've seen good growth, steady growth over a year and a half. I mean, I you would probably call it healthy growth, on, enough people, a community our size that we're doing that. And then we saw exponential growth. Probably, I mean, what would you say? Do you think it's due to the levy? I it's think a, a lot of it is yeah. due to the levy. It's obviously not due to the city council. No, clearly <laughs> not. <laughs> people are getting informed, which is what we're asking them to do. I, but I don't know who you guys are. Because... We have an opinion. We have a very strong opinion about how things are. And you know what? The city council didn't go the way that our opinions matched. It went kind of a different way. The school levy, I I mean, we were very careful to not try to say yes or no in one way. But we had very strong opinions on that. And obviously, people agreed with us that this was just a crazy thing (laughs) in so many levels. So I think in the future, Pam, what we need to do is find out who these people are.
0: Yeah, we'd like to find out who our audience is. And, you know, that's the thing, Ryan, and you've been, you talked about our growth and how many people we've had who have engaged through our website and with our podcasts and sent us emails and things like this. Folks, we have thousands of listeners. And I have to say, I would have never really thought I was ever going to say that here in my small little town, but that's phenomenal. And that shows that there is really, really an appetite for information, Clearly, you don't have to agree with us. We don't endorse people. We don't tell people how to vote. We don't. We, we just tell you what our opinion is. And that's what we want. We want people to come to us, listen to what we have to say. We want them to look at the information and we want them to make their own decisions. That's all we want. And we get to have a little fun.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. You know,
0: uh, in the process. But we do need to at this point in time, we need to know who you are.
1: Yeah. So yeah. The, I mean.
0: So we probably are going to do a survey. Yeah.
1: I I had a, a strange situation on Halloween night. I'm sitting there and some guy said, "Are you Ryan Kulik?" And I'm like, "Usually, if anybody asks me that, the <laughs> first thing I need to say is, I'm sorry. Like I did something <laughs> wrong." <laughs> I but uh, no, he said he recognized my voice from the podcast, and we had a little bit of a discussion. So people reach out to us. Tell tell us exactly what you think. Tell us all the really, really good stuff. And, and you know, tell everyone. That. <laughs> but, no, whatever it is, tell us what you think. And, yeah, we are going to put a survey out because we want to know what you guys are interested in. I mean, we do this based off of what our interests are. But you're tuning in to hear, you know, our thoughts.
0: So, Ryan, I think really what it comes down to in asking people is what issues are we not covering?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. perfect because, hey, we like digging into this stuff. And just so you guys and know. And we do. Yeah. And,
0: Yes, we do. And we have some ideas, by the way. Right. One of them, by the way, has to do with water.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> now take,
0: that's a good one.
1: Take a look at your water bill and take see a, all yeah. those numbers. And,
0: and and remember, too, that one of the very first acts of Kathy Bailey's term when she was first elected was to raise your water rates.
1: Yeah, no, that was when she was made mayor. Mm -hmm. That was in, yeah, 2017. That was was the first time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was their very first act as as the new majority of council. They raised your water rates. But there's a whole story behind the whole water rates. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So look, And we're going
0: to look into that.
1: Look out for that. And we're going to keep looking at land being bought via emergency, water lines being installed with public dollars. I mean, all these things we're going to continue to look at. And then the schools. Yeah. The schools deserve. And,
0: And don't forget, Ryan. We haven't forgotten about term limits. Oh,
1: I have not forgotten. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, we are, we're We're going to look into a lot of things. We want to know what you guys are interested in. And plus, the next election is in March.
0: Yes, we're going to have a primary. Yeah. And it's going to be a big one.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a big election. It's going to, mm-hmm. you know, obviously national implications. Uh,
0: Actually, in the primary in March is going to have a tremendous effect on the Lovelanders that live in Hamilton County. Yes. Because they're going to have several, not just one, several tax increase yeah. issues.
1: Yeah. So we we will be talking yeah, about so that. We'll talk about country. that. And we might be looking at another school levy. Yes. And hopefully we're looking at maybe a special election to replace The two lawn-serving members, I'll say them one more time, board chair Art Jarvis and Dr. Catherine Lorenz. So if they do, if they step down and there is somebody going, we might even have school board (laughs) elections coming up. We don't know. They might, I mean, Lord only knows. Heck, heck, once again, Pam, this is my opinion. If I wake up tomorrow and they listen to me, well, I'll go beat my chest like Tarzan and give a great big tiger roar.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And don't forget, too, that lovelin can also do levies oh mm-hmm.
1: yeah and with all that being said <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Loveland, the podcast for ion lovelin.com is a production of ion community this episode was written mixed and engineered by pam gross and ryan kulik and the music is by my father-in-law Sherrod Sate. well this election's over now i'm just ready Woo-hoo! i'm ready for the next wednesday after an election <laughs> anything left to tell anyone everyone pam
0: Be informed, be involved, be influential.